Welcome to the Consciouspreneur Podcast, where we discuss and apply the principles of mindset, leadership, and business building strategies that align with our purpose, honor the people we work with, and generate a sustainable profit. Hello, Consciouspreneurs. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited about today's episode. I've got two of my favorite people here, Dr. Inga Wetzel and Dr. Uh, not Dr. Sorry, Alan Newell. We're making you a doctor now, Alan. <laughs> Before I go into uh, the details of who these two people are, the one thing I want to talk about is how I see them both. I see them both as incredible overcomers. And here's why. Both of them grew up in very abusive homes, ranging all kinds of abuse, uh, and have experienced all kinds of turmoil uh, in relationships as well. And what the beautiful thing is they've overcome it. So Dr. Inga Wetzel is not only an ANMA board certified naturopathic doctor who works across the country of healing people and working with their health and improving their health in all aspects. But she's also a certified herbalist, a certified aromatherapist, a certified kinesiologist, and a certified iridologist. That's just to name a few. This woman is well studied. Alan's got a list over here. (laughs) So tell me, you know, so you know, that's why I say overcomer, Inga, because where you came from and where you are today, even in an abusive marriage, there was abuse written all over your story, Inga, um, and you've overcome that. And now you're married to an incredible man. Thank you, Jesus, who I called Wetzel Face. <laughs> and I love the two of you. So we're going to have you chat in a moment, Inga, but that's who Inga is. Just an incredible human being and a dear friend of mine. And and we have Alan Newell here, uh, who also comes from the same type of thing. A lot of abuse growing up. Um, You know, he even says says it was a mental failure growing up, but he was on a drive to prove his parents wrong and to create a successful life. His first job after coming out of that abusive or troubled home was washing dishes in a restaurant. But guess what? He owned his first restaurant at 24 years old and went on to become a founding member of Lone Star Steakhouse at 30 years old. And now after going through all that and a divorce after 21 years starting all over, guess what, friends? Today, Alan is an overcomer. He is the leader of a $10 million direct sales team, teaching and challenging people to disrupt their limiting self-beliefs and start believing in achieving their wildest dreams. So that was a big introduction with two people. Thank you, Dr. Inga. And thank you, Alan, for being here. Thank you, Monica. Glad to be here. So Inga, I've known you for a long time. um, And I'm so blessed that our paths have crossed. Uh, You're my sister, my soul sister. Um, And you've got a passion to make a difference in people's health, right? And to, and to care about people. But I want to introduce the, uh, the listeners to, I think it was a divine appointment, how you and Alan came to work together through Touchstone Essentials. Absolutely. Yes, that was a divine appointment. Um, I was working with some supplements from another company and one of the uh, VPs got let go, who was a dear friend of mine. 
And I, it just didn't sit right with me. And I decided to go see where he was. So lo and behold, I find him and I see Touchstone Essentials. Then I look at the company and I look at the products and it was, I was, it was mind boggling because I literally have been asking for this type of product for probably 15 years. And the particular detox, I've been looking for that for at least 10 years, at least in natural form. It was available in synthetic form, but I was looking for a natural form. I was looking for organic. I was looking for whole foods, all these terms I've been looking for. And boom, <laughs> here it was right in front of me. So I texted this friend of mine and I said, Hey, if you still have the cell phone number, please contact me. I want to talk to you about Touchstone. So he texted me back and we talked for about 45 minutes and caught up. And he says, would you like to join? And I said, sure. And he said, well, I've got several people that are here that you already know. And he named a few and just didn't click with me. And he said, would you like to interview some people? And I said, absolutely. So he hooked me up with a lady, the first one, and I interviewed her. And we had a lot in common and I really liked her, but I didn't get that that inner feeling that that was it. And yes, that warm fuzzy, right? You know, that, that, and that spiritual confirmation, you know, that just that, that peace that comes. And then the next thing he says, well, would you mind if it's a male and never worked with a male before, but I thought immediately it came through my mind. That would be so good for my husband, David, you know, David has never been involved in before but when he said would you do you mind if it's a male I thought this is what David needs and he can come on board with me and so my second interview was with Alan and I had my questions ready kind of you know like we do prepping and in the <laughs> middle of the, in the middle of the interview um God's presence filled my office literally filled my office wow and uh, it was so strong it was, it was unbelievable. And so I texted my friend back. I said, Alan is the one. And I can say that if I hadn't done what I did, when I did it, I would not be where I am today. Alan has been a huge blessing Absolutely. in our lives. Um, I cannot imagine doing it without him. Yeah. You know what? That's pretty incredible. I read an article about Alan, uh, and I think the title was something along the lines as <clears> – <throat> a leader who leads with heart, right? Which is, is, is quite incredible. So we're talking about you, Alan, just give us another second here, brother. <laughs> so what was it about Alan where you felt you're like, wow, this is the one, one of it was that your husband had not been involved in your business before. Um, <clears throat> and you thought this would be good, but what was it that you learned about him and his leadership skills. What did you feel during the conversation with him? So what was it and what did you feel? During the interview, I asked very targeted questions because it was very important to me that I would get support from somebody who was going to fill the role that I needed him to fill. You know, not just somebody to talk to. I wanted somebody that yeah. was a strong leader. I didn't know anything about Alan at that point. I uh, didn't know who he was, where he was in the company. I didn't know anything about his spirituality, which is an important part of my life. Um, but it was just, he had to gift a gab. <laughs> okay. I can tell him, he, you know, he could talk. And, and you know, communication is important. It's very important in our business. Yeah, yeah. But I felt a very strong spiritual connection with Alan even though I knew nothing about his spiritual background and finding out later, we are of the same spiritual background. 
That is beautiful, Inga. Yeah, that is beautiful. So now let's translate that into the consciouspreneur. If I define the consciouspreneur, it is an entrepreneur, a business owner who wants to have an impact on the world, who wants to make a profit while doing that. They care deeply about their people. And they know that personal growth and development is key to all of that. Did you see any of that in Alan? During the interview, I saw some of that uh, because he gave the right answers. There was one question that I asked both of the in both of the interviews that after the fact was impossible to answer. I realized that I kept looking for that answer and neither one of them could give me that answer because the business with Touchstone was totally different from anything I was used to. So that was not a simple answer to give me. So I would, you know, that was one that I was thinking, okay, why am I not getting a boom, 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 straight answer here? But like I said, after the fact, I understand. I could tell that Alan was uh, a leader. He displays authority. He displayed, like I said, the leadership. He displayed knowledge. He displayed care and heart. Um, very personable. So a lot of attributes and a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Qualities that he brought to the table that I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. Of the consciouspreneur, someone who's aware, right. And who cares deeply about their people. Yeah. That is key. That is key. So Alan, we just went through about the, the, how it feels like it was a divine appointment, right. How you two met and then how the three of us met, which is really, really remarkable. Um, and so from that definition, of the consciouspreneur. And Inga said, you know, she gave us some tips about some things she met just in the initial conversation. That whole perspective, I know personally, because she talks about you constantly about what an incredible leader you are and how much you care about your people and how much personal growth is um, important to you in your leadership and in, in, in your drive to make an impact. So if you look at that definition, Alan, and Let's talk about how you got into Touchstone Essentials. What was the, you've been there with Touchstone Essentials for how many years now? Is it nine? It's 10 years this year. Mm-hmm. What led you to chose that company? Um, you know, I had been with previous companies and had had success uh, in building teams, but didn't find, um, I didn't, I wasn't confident in, the the long-term trajectory of the company where the owners mm-hmm. were taking us and so the last company i was with was also a nutritional company and the owner started taking the company uh down a path that wasn't comfortable for me and uh and you know 10 years ago in this industry there was a lot of there was opportunity everybody was looking and and people were making changes and so there were a lot of companies that wanted to uh, wanted you to come on board with them. I did a lot of fly-ins. I did a lot of visitations. I met with a lot of owners and leaders and things like that. And so a friend of mine uh, said, uh, hey, if you, you need to meet with uh, with Eddie Stone. And uh, he's in North Carolina where you are. And so I went and spent a couple of days with him. And <clears throat> just his his um, his passion for for what we're doing. This This was truly about uh, you know, you knew it was a calling for him. You knew this was his lifelong mm-hmm. passion, his lifelong dream to to have this company and to be able to do what we've done over the past 10 years. And just his credibility and his values, his morals and the direction he wanted to go. We talked about it 
And, and, you know, back then, 10 years ago, there was a lot of pay for play going on. What I mean by that is, is they'd say, oh, yeah, we'll give you $25,000 to come on board. And, and Eddie just said, listen, you know, we've got a vision here. And if you share that vision and you share that belief with us of where we're going and what we're doing, we'd love to have you on board. But I don't pay people to come on board. That is what you call being driven by impact, right? Providing value. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that, Alan? What, is, what was his vision with regards to impacting the world? Yeah. So, you know, he felt like that, the, you know, it, his, he, he says, you know, you know what? In the nutrition world, there's so much uh, misinformation out there. And Inga and I were just talking about this last night. She did an amazing training for for uh, the group. And <clears throat> there's tons of misinformation out there when it comes to what nutrition is and how to take care of your body. And as you were reading the credentials uh, with uh, Inga, she's become my go-to person. And I, sometimes I'm you know, probably overwhelmed with all the questions, but she's the go-to person who has uh, so much knowledge and so much wisdom. And so when I met with Eddie uh, 10 years ago, I felt the same thing. I felt like this is a guy that not only understands what true uh, nutrition is, but in his philosophy, as purity as possible, we're going to do it the right way or we're not going to do it at all. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He's created a company with pure uh, products, no added ingredients whatsoever. And he said, you know what? He said, Alan, he said, this will be an uphill battle. He said, because we're going to be, we're rebels. We're not like anybody else in the industry and it's going to be an uphill battle. But if you, he said, but the reward will be worth it. The reward of changing lives, changing people's lives physically, spiritually, mentally, and financially is going to be worth it. And if you want to take that journey with me, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be an easy journey. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be an uphill battle. But if you take that journey with me, the end reward will be worth it. And I just knew that that he was that he was passionate about that, and he was speaking the truth. And yeah. so I didn't see any other way to go with any other company besides this. Once you know, you know, it's talk about that, and and it's like one thing and I talked about many times over the past, you know, seven months is once you understand and once you know, how do you look away? How do you go in a different direction? You really can't, you know. Right. The only people that can are those people who are not in it for the reason that Inga is and the reason that I am and the reason that our founder, Eddie, is. We're in this to change people's lives and to help people become healthier and happier. And that's our yeah. number one priority. And, and those people, once, once you understand uh, what we have to offer, and if you go in a different direction, then you're going about it for the wrong reason. You know, isn't that true, Alan? And I see Inga shaking her head. She's in total agreement and alignment. Um, and what's so powerful about that is when you line up, I really believe one thing I coach to is people's, um, what are their gifts, right? What are the gifts that have been put in them? What are they good at? Like Inga said, you got the gift of gab. Well, I hate to tell you, friends, but Dr. Inga Wetzel also has the gift of gab and the gift of pe making people feel that they are loved. She was just here. We traveled and she made me feel so good. I didn't want to give her back <laughs> because her spirit was in my home and with our travels. So when we, we look at the gifts that, that have been given to us, that are instilled in us from birth, and some are developed and, and some we just have, right? Uh, whether we're connectors, 
we care about people. We have the ability to make them feel special. We're able to connect well with them. And then the passions, things we care about. Um, and health is something that's important to all three of us. And I think of the consciouspreneur, because if we're making an impact while having a profit and caring deeply about our people, right, that's part, health is a part of that. We're the old way of doing business. We all know numbers, numbers, numbers. What have you done for me lately? You know, you're the golden child for the day. So I love when I talk about so gifts and passions and then values, the things you value in life, those three things add up to what I believe is your purpose, your big why. Why are you here? So at the end of the day, when you're asked the question, I gave you a mission, did you figure it out? And how did you do? I think you two are kicking butt at it. I'd like to hear a little bit about, so Alan, I know some of your family history and Inga, think about this question. Um, you know, what was it that made you decide to focus on health, right? Why did health become a passion? right? And you're having the impact on the world. So Alan, share with the, the uh, listeners part of your journey on what, what, why health became important to you. So with me, uh, I was a restaurant entrepreneur in my first life. I call it my first mm -hmm. life up until I was 40s. And my father uh, passed away at 64 years old, very, way too young. young. And, <clears throat> and so at that time, I was in the restaurant business, and 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 I look back on it. I, my son, uh, at the time, was 12 years old when my father passed away, and because I traveled all the time and was on the road all the time, and and when you're in the restaurant business, you eat in restaurants. You know that's what you do. And I can tell you that I, my health uh, was down the priority list somewhere. I wasn't sure. I was probably 35 pounds overweight. Uh, I uh, was not in great health. I was taking. Uh, roll aids every day for acid indigestion. I was taking drinking coffee like crazy for energy and all the things that Inga teaches us not to do. I was doing that. And so when my father died, my son, uh, he died uh, the day after Thanksgiving uh, in February. I'm sorry, November. And my son was turning 13 years old uh, in January. And I said, uh, you know, hey, you're turning 13. You're going to be a teenager. It's a big deal. What do you want for your birthday? And he said, Dad, I just want you to get healthy so you don't die like my grandfather did. Wow. So that really got my attention, really got my yeah. attention. And so I, I said to myself at 38 years old, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life at 40. Well, I wasn't. I was actually in the best shape of my life at 50. And I knew that the restaurant business, traveling three weeks out of every month, on the road all the time, uh, you know, in and out of hotels, I knew that that was a dead end street, health wise, family wise, everything about you know life. I was just basically you know out there making a lot of money, and but wasn't making a difference in my life, my family's life. So I made a commitment to him and to myself that I was going to become healthy, and left the restaurant business uh, a year and a half later, uh, and said, "What do I do now? What do I do now?" You know, I love the book Who Moved My Cheese because my cheese was the restaurant business. I started out washing dishes when I was 19 years old and I thought, what else can I do? I, I, all I know is restaurant business. So I did some consulting and some other things, but found the health and nutrition business, which played right into what I was focusing on. And so my father's passing too young. My son's passion for me being healthy drove me in that direction and I became passionate about it. And I started yeah. learning. And didn't your your brothers have heart issues? 
my brother, yeah, heart issues, cancer issues, my family. I mean, there's lots of lots of that illness in my family. Uh, all of my uncles and my grandfather passed away in their early 60s. And so it was a passion for me to go, I'm going to change the yes. outcome. I'm going to be different. Yes. I'm going to break the trend, you know. So, you know, and so I feel like that I've made a big impact, not only in my life, but my younger brother's life, he's health conscious as he can be. And, and so my family has looked at things differently. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and I think that makes a big difference. And, and the passion to do that and tell that story has helped lots of people uh, all over the world. We're changing lives all over the world. Yeah. And it's never too late, right? It's never too late to turn it around. Um, and I, so What's interesting about that is when I talk about gifts and passions and purpose, when I talk about passions, they're usually as a result, right? They're things you care about. It could be basket weaving, right? It could be health. It could be anything. But usually they're a result of your experiences in life, right? And I think you've got another uh, passion, Alan, about helping people build um, bio, people who don't feel that they've got careers. Well, my passion there is, uh, and, and, and Inga touched on that earlier, when Inga and I started working together, I said, let's look at this from a different perspective. You have the ability and you have the education and you have the talent uh, to, to, to make a difference in, in people's lives all over the world. And she had been totally focused on the health aspect of it. And so my passion is to help people see that, yes, health is important, but the people's perception of themselves and who they are and what they're capable of. And so I, I challenge people to get out of their comfort zone and be the amazing individuals that God called them to be. And, hey, uh, yes. and I can tell you with Inga, with, with Inga, since we're on with Inga, just for Inga, it didn't take much. <laughs> you just wind her up and let her go and get out of the way. And she has made, I mean, she's just been a rock star and done so much for so many people. And it's just a blessing to work with her because she's kind of my poster child for look at this amazing individual and, and the impact she's making in so many lives, uh, not just not just here, not just in her hometown, but all over the world. And so that's what I encourage people to do is to recognize their gifts, recognize yeah. their talent and abilities and never, never look at yourself as. As somebody, and, and, and I didn't teach any of this, Inga knew this well before, but don't look at yourself as who you were in the past. Look at who you're called to be and who you can be. And in telling our story, in believing in ourselves, in having that passion that we, if we're, we can be overcomers, we can overcome our past, we can overcome our history, we can overcome our genetics, we can overcome all those things and be the amazing individual that God calls us to be. And that's what I strive to help people see. At times, yes. I get a little frustrated with with that because I, I, I drive a little too hard. And uh, and it's cool to work with people. I mean, like Inga, who can kind of keep you in check on that and say, hey, this is, you know, let's think about that. And let's think about the direction we can go in. So it's been a blast to be able to teach people that, that there are no limits. Yeah. If you drive a car like this, looking in the rearview mirror, what's going to happen? You're going to crash. Eyes on the prize moving forward, stepping within your purpose. So Inga, this is just awesome stuff. Now I got a ton more questions for you, sister. So let's go, let's rewind and let's go back to why health? Why did, why was health part of your passion and purpose and impacting other people's health? This is a bit of an emotional one for me. Um, I was, as you know, sexually molested by my natural father. 
Um, my mother blamed me for it, even though I was four years old when it started. And I have always felt her resentment towards me my whole life. You know, it showed in her behavior towards me. So, sorry, yeah, you kind of hit no, on something. No, don't apologize. You know what tears are? Tears are God's way of letting us heal. It's all good, right? This is, a, I was going to say it's a safe, sacred space, but <laughs> but someone else needs to hear this, right? Someone is resonating with that story. Okay. So the crazy thing is that my mother always wanted to be a doctor. She came also out of a, a rough childhood, and uh, she was very gifted. She had a good friend whose parents were wealthy. She came from a poor background who offered to pay for her to go to medical school. But her parents said, well, if one can't study, my aunt wasn't too smart, then the other one doesn't need to. So she never had the opportunity. So I was always looking for approval from my mother, which I never got, never got. But I heard that she did talk to other people about my accomplishments. So that was what originally drove me, but apparently I did have it in me and I did have that same passion to help people. So that is what got me to the health industry. And then I was always fascinated by herbs from, from young age on, there was something about the herbs that always drew me in, you know, always wanted to know more about it and what they did. I remember in my teens, uh, still living in the Netherlands, you know, buying books and, and looking at herbs. It was just, uh, Fascinating. And then I grew up with home remedies. We had a lot of home remedies. Um, that was just a natural way of life. I had acupuncture at 17 for migraine headaches. You know, we always went a more natural route in our home. So that was a perfect combination, the drive to find approval, acceptance from my mother, along with the natural remedies that were out there. It was a perfect combination for me. And uh, the, the thing that drives me more than anything else to prove certain people wrong that tell people there is no hope. There's nothing we can do. Here's this pill yeah. to prove them wrong. Yeah. Isn't that so true? There is a way. And if you look back at it and, and I know your spiritual path as well, you know, it brings it back to the things that are natural that were created, not by man. Right. And that's what herbs are. Right. And, and look at how, what was meant for your destruction has just raised you up, Dr. Inga, impacting, I'm not talking hundreds of lives. I'm talking thousands upon thousands. In fact, I know there's a number here, and I can't remember the exact number. You have changed, you you chose Touch Tone Essentials. I do want you to share with us um, why Touch Tone Essential products and what they do for people. And then, um, then I'll ask my next question. So do that for me, because I want to make sure that we cover that, because it's, I, you know, I was a, I'm a hard sell <laughs> and we know that because it took me a long time to jump on the bus. <laughs> um, and now I'm a believer in their products as well. But so why, why Touchstone? For one, I was always looking for organic. Okay. A lot of companies claim, but I always say, look at the website, ask the questions. You know, I'm from the show me state. <laughs> show me. So Touchstone showed me, not only are they organic certified in every ingredient, they have a QAI certification, which is an organization that comes behind the organic certification to double check and make sure there really are not any pesticides in the products, which USDA organic does not do. They are not as um, stringent. They really don't care. It's, it's a piece of paper, so to speak. 
So that was one thing I was looking for. The other thing I was looking for was the zeolite that they have, the detox. I have looked for zeolite for over 10 years, and the zeolites that I have seen were granular, were synthetic, even though, you know, they claim they were natural, but they were not natural. Uh, you have to learn to read the labels and, and the fine print, so to speak. So that was something that fascinated me because we always cleanse. Everybody talk about cleanses. Let's do a cleanse. Let's do a cleanse. Well, so many people do cleanses. People get sick of cleanses uh, physically and, and emotionally and, and uh, mentally, you know, because a cleanse dumps toxins in the bloodstream. And the body has to deal with your overload of toxins. And then as it passes through the liver and the intestines, the first place it goes through is the small intestines and toxins get reabsorbed because that's where everything gets absorbed in the small intestines. So you really don't have a true detox. And that is what zeolite is. Zeolite captures the toxins inside of a chamber, basically locks it up and then moves it out of the body. It cannot get reabsorbed. And that, that fascinated me. You know, this is like, this is what I've been looking for. And like I said, the organic products and then their formulations. I mentioned that in the class last night that I taught, the way they formulate the products, it encompasses so many things. You know, you don't have to take 50 pills a day like we've done in the past. Yes. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, because these formulas cover a multitude of sins, so to speak, and people get better results, less pills, they're happier. Um, and the company, the integrity of the company is just second to none. And that's what we look for. Um, and I, I have to say, when I was a natural health practitioner years and years ago, um, and, and that's how I met Dr. Inga, um, but there were a lot of pills to be taken for the detoxes, right? Um, and you would have really negative side effects because zeolite, I have to say, it's the easiest cleanse I've ever done. Four sprays under the tongue, four times a day, and drops in the water um, four times. I mean, it could not be easier. It's like there's no – and I don't have to be, sorry, readers, near the bathroom. I, I'm free to go about. I'm not getting any negative side effects because it all cap encapsulates it and pushes it out, which is beautiful. And it doesn't make sense to go be buying – um, the things that are in the grocery store that are non-organic because you're just putting more toxins in your body, right? Absolutely. Because it's not Absolutely. free of pesticides. That's beautiful. So having to, let's talk about impact again, Dr. Inga. Um, you've been with, you've moved over to Touchstone and in seven months, how many lives have you impacted? Really? <laughs> yeah, we're going there. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's crazy. That's a tough question for Inga to answer. And here's why. Because Inga is the type of person that you can look at the number of people that are on her team, which are thousands, but she impacts so many more. I agree. But just start there. Start on that level, right? The, just the people that you've got, that you are working with. Is it, was it a couple thousand people? Yes. Yes. In seven months. That, that does not include their friends, their family, right? Um, and the people that they are helping, get healthy. Right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I would say probably over a hundred thousand, that's just 2000 seeds. And that doesn't include the people because Inga came into this company, uh, in month in year nine, but she's created such a following and, and, a, yeah. and, and, and people, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And yeah. they recognize really quickly how much Inga cares about every single person within this company. And so she's a sought after 
person. And so some people will say, Kylie, I'm sure everybody's reaching out to her. I feel bad. I don't want to reach out to her. I said, listen, you can shoot her a text message. And if she's not available, she'll let you know. But you yeah. know, she, yeah. she is such a passionate uh, leader, trainer, instructor, practitioner. It's just amazing. So Kylie, you're right. I mean, it's got to be hundreds of thousands of people. Absolutely. And an incredible teacher. I've seen her, the energy. I've seen her. I've seen Dr. Wetzel in, in action. She gets the whole room involved, right? And that goes back to your gifts and your passions. When you combine your gifts and your passions and what you value in your experiences, that's the magic formula, right? To, to really um, dive in, to have that impact um, on the world. So real quick, Alan, let's talk about personal growth and development. Um, I know that's key in your world. And you talk about red light stories. So when you're growing somebody, and, and we won't make this personal, we won't talk about my red light stories or Inga's or yours, because we all have them. <laughs> so, but tell me, what is a red light story? And then how do you address that with the people you care about that you're impacting? Yeah. You see, red light stories, if you think about a, a traffic light, red light means stop, green means go. And so red light stories are simply your life, what you've been taught. And, and you started learning. Think about a 15-month-old baby. They have zero fears, zero inhibitions. Yep. They don't know to be afraid of things. They don't know that they can't grow up and be an astronaut. And, and they don't know that they can't. Their, their visions are, you know, you, if you live your life like that, you know, six-year-old in a Batman outfit who is, who is Batman. He is truly Batman. But over your life, you have been trained by influencers, be it parents, be it siblings, be it others in the world, and you're told no, and you're told this, and, and you're so you're taught red light stories. You're taught what what people's perception is of what you can and cannot accomplish and what and then you start taking those and you start passing those judgments on to other people that are around you. And so when it comes to uh, getting out of your comfort zone or becoming your personal best, the toughest person that you need to convince of that is the person you see in the morning when you look in the mirror. Because so you have been programmed over your life with red light stories. And yeah. so what I help people to do is to recognize it for what it is. Recognize it for what it is. This is just a red light story. 99% of red light stories are patterned from fear. What are you afraid of? There's fear involved. And so we want to look at that and see what are you afraid of? And it, there's, there's fear. And then there's passing judgment or predetermining or presuming what other people think and other people say or what they're going to think or what they're going to say. That's fear. That's based on fear. So to the first step in overcoming a red light story is admitting that it is a red light story. You know? Because Awareness. People, yeah. Right. You can't really, change what you're not aware of. That's exactly right. And so there's a there's a chart that I like to use uh, called the accountability chart. And learning how to do your red light stories, accountability chart. See, the first thing you do is you just ignore that you have a red light story that that, that exists because you don't even know. You, you, you don't know anybody. And so then you, you'll ignore it and you'll deny. Well, that's not a problem. Well, that's not me. Well, that's not you know, ignore, deny. And then you'll blame others. Well, yeah, but, but that's they did this and that's that. And so then taking that next step in the steps to accountability and assuming responsibility 
for that red light story or that emotion or what's holding you back, that can be extremely emotional. Yes. And to help people overcome the red light story, one of the things that I still work on today is because is this is that person has to want to overcome that red light story. They have to be okay with you pointing that out with them and they have to trust you to work with them. Some people you can point that out, whatever their fear is, whatever the red light story is, and they become offended. Yeah. Yeah. The defense mechanism, because it's, it's not a warm fuzzy. Um, but what they have to realize is that because of your care and candor, right, because you care um, and then asking permission to state an observation. But you're right. They cannot change what they're not aware of and they cannot change what they don't recognize. And it's up to them. That's right. Yeah. And it's so much easier for for, uh, for others to see our red light stories in us, especially when they learn what red light stories are. You know, yeah. one, of the joys that, one of the joys that I love about working with Inga and David, her husband, is this, <clears throat> is when you work with somebody who truly has the same passion, the same vision that you do, okay, and they do, and then you can have a kind of relationship with them that takes your development to the next level, which means that, you know, working together with Inga and David, I mean, and, and even with you, we can point out each other's red light stories, and they can say, they can point things out to me that may be, a, 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 you know, something that I need to work on, you know? Yeah. That, that's what really makes relationships and development and teamwork just unstoppable is when you get to that Absolutely. point to work, trust each other, you work with each other and you know, and again, it goes back to that statement. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. Once somebody realizes that you truly care about them and their success and their future, they become an open book. They become, they, they, they accept the feedback that you're giving them and with, with, with true, they know that you're not telling them anything to hurt them, that you're telling them out of, out of love. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and that's the definition of the consciouspreneur. And so if you're caring about your people, they know that it is um, a safe, sacred space where you're not going and talking to other people about their stories, right? You're, you're bringing it up just to... To, to grow them into the person they were created to be and to set them down. That's beautiful. And that is so aligned with the Consciouspreneur followers, Alan. Thank you for that. I would love to drop a tidbit for the listeners as well, because we, we don't escape this life without red light stories, right? Whether you call them red light stories, limiting beliefs, the drunk monkey, the gremlin, and I describe it like this, they're cute and fuzzy until they get in your way. <laughs> And they stand there like a brick wall, right? Stopping you from getting to where you were created to be. So I encourage people to keep, get a notebook. And every time you have a thought that's not positive about yourself or the world around you, and especially about yourself, write it down. And it usually comes in the form of I can't, um, I'm not. It can come in the form of that's not possible. Um, and when you... Because number one, you can't change what you're not aware of, right? Write it down and then ask yourself this question. What would you rather have? And then affirmations sound like a bunch of woo-woo. Um, and I thought they were a bunch of woo-woo. I have to say it. <laughs> I thought they were until I learned the science behind it. It's reprogramming your reticular activating system, your RAS. So your mind will go and unconsciously search out for what you're telling it. 
it will do your body and, and you will search whether you realize it or not for more evidence that it is true or not true. So start telling yourself, what would you rather believe? Write that down and then start saying it every morning, right? Whether it's out loud or in your mind. I got tips for that. We won't go there. So, all right. So in to your point, to your point it, it will also find evidence that it's true if you're telling yourself negative things. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so yeah. by writing it down and you can see that negative, that red light story or whatever that limiting belief is and saying, why do is that is that true? Number one, is it real? And is it a hundred percent true? That's right, because it's not. It's not. And so when you recognize that, and again you change that, and you use the verbiage, I'm so happy and grateful now that now yes. that and whatever that is is you're you're not saying I want that. You're saying I already have that, and your mind, just like you just said, one of the books I love is Psycho Cybernetics. Okay. Yes. Your mind will find a way to achieve that, you know? And so at the beginning, when Inga and I started working together, I visualized and knew the amazing success that she was going to have. She didn't really vision. She didn't really believe it at first. And I said, just trust me. You're going to see this. It's going to, you're, you're going to have a, and so when we look back on it, you know, six months later, seven months later, I was like, can you believe this? And she said, it's, it is truly amazing what they've accomplished in that seven months. And it truly is. And again, she's her and her husband, both are like the wind up toys. All I had to do was point her in the right direction. Give her, the, you know, here it is, wind her up. Boom. And, and yeah. so that's, it, it's impressive. And care about her. Right. You showed, cause she, I was on this journey, even though you didn't know it. <laughs> right. With Inga as she was looking and searching. And I remember the day she called me and she said, I, I found the one. Right. Um, and so Inga, and then I'm going to ask you after Inga, Alan, and wrapping up. So if we look at this whole topic, who's the consciouspreneur? What do you think the audience needs to hear from your perspective, Inga, of you being the consciouspreneur leader or being the receiver of the consciouspreneur leadership from Alan? And just as a refresher, the consciouspreneur is someone who cares deeply about their people. They want to have an impact while making a profit, make a difference. Um, and they know that personal growth and development is key. What are some final things you'd like to say, Inga? Some very important things, I believe, are never to look back. No, amen. We all have those moments. doesn't matter where you are or what you have accomplished, where the enemy puts thoughts in your mind of things you've done wrong in the past, uh, things that happened to you, why you're not what people are looking at today. And the one thing that I always say is get thee behind me, Satan, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And my human background has nothing to do with who my new father is in heaven, who made me what I am today. So the looking back to looking in the mirror, you know, the Bible talks about not to look back because you're no good for the plow. These are all things that I think are key. And then, you know, the development is like, with God, the skies are the limit. You know, when God chooses a partner like he chose Alan for David and I, it's been not only great, but it's been fun. We, you know, we have a lot of fun together. We laugh together. Sometimes so much we're on the floor rolling. Anyway, That's you awesome. know. Well, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. <laughs> right. But you've got to have goals. If you don't have goals, you'll never get anywhere. You know, you get in the car and you don't know where you're going. 
you're going to sit there idle and nothing is going to happen. You have to have a plan. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a vision. And God has put in you what he wants you to accomplish, regardless of what field it's in. You know, I love health because we only get one body and I see so many people suffering. And I keep telling him, you know, you're not you're not a Ford truck. You can't order spare parts. You got to take care of what you got. You know, otherwise you're going to run out. And so these are this is my passion. And like you said, whether it's basket weaving or whatever, you have to have a passion. That passion has been planted within you. Allow it to come to the surface. Go through that door. You know, I went through this door that was open to me that I would have never thought if anybody had told me this five years ago, I would have told them they were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a big room, very comfortable room. And, you know, all at once, I'm in a whole new place with a whole new development, with with old and new people that are just amazing in my life. And that is because I caught a vision. The moment I saw the website, the moment I talked to my friend who came to this company and I saw everything, the vision was clear. That's beautiful. Uh, my goodness. And so uh, Alan being the, the consciouspreneur and about personal growth and development, how was he poured into you being a consciouspreneur and a leader? Alan has instilled in me what I'm capable of that I didn't see myself. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That, that's what that's I can what say. what a leader does. Yeah. You know, I am good at helping people. I love to help people. I care, like I say, care about people want to do all these things, but Alan took me to a whole new level. Yeah. And that is the level that I knew was possible with this company, but didn't see in myself that I could accomplish. And so God paired me with the right leader to get me to where I needed to go so that I can not only impact people, but I can impact the kingdom. That's beautiful, Inga. And I want to add one thing onto that, no matter what you're passionate about. But yet when I elicit values from clients, health is always on there always on there and then when we reorder them it is in the top two typically because if you don't have your health right what what right your relationships start to fail because you're not communicating your, your your career may go away right spirituality is a lot of times first god first and then health um but there's not much that comes before health on many people's hierarchy of values because what if your health is not there and the fat lady is about to sing so to speak or you're just you know not able to function in everyday life or you're not there for your loved ones does the rest of the stuff matter it's a high level value yeah yeah beautiful all right and i was going to say if you go to if you go to any church where they do prayer for people and you ask what most prayer is about it's finances and health. Yes. So true. And guess what? You guys saw both. Just saying, (laughs) just say it, Alan. So knowing what the, the definition of the consciouspreneur is, um, and as an incredible leader and a consciouspreneur, what in closing, what final words do you want to give to, to the listeners? So just like Inga, when she came to the interview, she was looking. She had a, she had a vision. She knew she wanted something, and she knew she wanted more, and she was looking for that. So, why do you think that you have? Why do you think you imagine about that beautiful vacation? Why do you think you keep thinking about that amazing home and that amazing life and that and that beautiful wife or that husband that you've been seeking? Why do you keep thinking about that? Why does that keep entering your mind? It's because that's what God is telling you and whispering to you and saying, "This is what I have." 
This is what you're capable of. And so people, a lot of times, all they need is for somebody to say, yes, that's available for you. Yes, you can accomplish this. And yes, you can achieve that. And so that's what I encourage people, the, the entrepreneur to do is, is to take that subconscious thoughts and those beliefs and those desires that you have. Just like Inga said, people pray for health and money. Take those and, and and make them take them from the subconscious to the conscious and speak about them and speak them into your life every single day. Because yes. if you can see it, believe it, and speak it upon your life, you know this world was created by the word, and that's why you talked about you know earlier. You know you've got to be able to 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 see, believe, and speak it into your life. And guess what? All things are possible. All things are possible through those that believe. Yeah. Absolutely, because if you don't believe it's possible for you, it's it's not going to happen. Oh, great that's, words. That's of- the biggest thing to overcome when working with people. Yeah. The number one thing you've got to do is you've got to get them to believe. And once they do, there's no stopping them. Yes, absolutely. Wow, you guys, I am so honored to be in your presence at the same time. We need to do more of this, you guys. So much wisdom. I can't thank you enough. I'm truly honored um, to have uh, to have been able to interview both of you at the same time. Um, you're going to be a blessing. You are a blessing to me. You're going to be a blessing uh, to to everyone who's listening. So thank you once again and be well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We're not just a podcast. We're a community. So before you go, we invite you to join the Consciouspreneur Mastermind community. We are a powerful movement of high-achieving, impact-focused entrepreneurs who are leading the charge, making the world a better place through business. We offer a comprehensive suite of tools, techniques, support, and direction, all rolled up into a community-driven, inspirational launchpad. We will nudge you out of your comfort zone and into your genius zone so that you can lead your business with clarity and focus. If you're looking for a community of like-minded and like-spirited people who support your personal development and business growth, well, you found the right place. Plus, we have a lot of fun. After all, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Remember, we're all in this together. Check out the link in the details in the description below and help our community grow by liking, subscribing, and sharing the content. We look forward to having you join us next week. Until then.